last week's episode and finish off uh, with a, you know, not so well thought out introduction because I forgot. And we're not related. In other words, if <laughs> we tell you things you didn't know, you needed to know. Hey, this week we're picking up from last week's episode in which Marissa covered the dark, dark secrets of Peanuts and Snoopy and we uh, also uncovered uh, Marissa's Sad, sad attempt at Riverdale cosplay. <laughs> Icebreaker. This is a serious one. I don't care if you don't like it. Who you just need to pick one, and you need to tell me why. Who's your choice. favorite? Who's your favorite celebrity couple, and why? Gosh, I don't. I don't know if I know any celebrity couples. Shut up. Do they have to Everybody still be together? What? Do they have to still be together? No. Good. I liked the idea, even though I didn't know anything about their personal lives. I liked the idea of Amy Poehler and Will Arnett. Right? I know. It seemed like uh, like they seemed good. <laughs> but it, evidently they were not. <laughs> blonde Lady still with Sabretooth? Is Blonde Lady... Naomi Watts still with, still with Lee no, Erickson? No. Okay. What's his name? Joaquin Liev Lee? Schreiber. Whatever. <laughs> okay. You mean Ray Donovan. <laughs> Whatever. He's saber to me. <laughs> he um, always will be. Yep. Oh, that's a shame. I like them, too. Yeah. For some reason, it's the first one that comes to mind. I don't have any runners-up. So, how about you, Marissa? Are you going to pick a couple that we know, or are you going to pick some weird Korean couple that we've never heard I'm of? I'm going to discuss a couple that we know, and then say who my real favorite one is. Sorry, by the way, Koreans aren't weird. It's just, uh, I was yeah, saying, for our American audience. For some reason, it shook me to the core when Brad Pitt and Aunt Jennifer Aniston broke up. That was very weird. I don't know why. It I don't think you're the only one. Also, there's someone else that really shook me to the... I really felt uncomfortable with Ryan Reynolds and big butt, boobs, mouth. Scarlett Johansson. Okay. <laughs> that that caught me off guard. There's someone else, and I'm just When like, you started what? with butt, that threw me off. I thought it was uh, yeah. Scarlett Johansson. That wasn't good. I don't know why I did that. But my favorite one, um, I don't assume you'll know the other one, because I just discovered who they are. But do you know who Kat Von D is? You know her, right? The tattoo lady? Nope. Really? You know what? Okay, you well, can Kat- say the tattoo lady, and there's no way I'm going to know who that is. Because she's the only famous tattoo artist at all. She had her own reality show for a whole bunch of years. What, on A&E? Now she- what? On A&E? Probably. It was like Miami Inc. or LA Inc. or something. She was like the ta- the one that made the biggest career from it. And um, I don't know if this is a good time to tell you, but I'm not in love with tattoos. I could take them or leave them. I don't really oh, I care. I don't know why it's a subculture. But I hate tattoo culture. I uh, want a tattoo really bad. Uh, but I, I, don't I get sick friends. every time I think about it because the local newspaper has a tattoo of the week and they take a close-up picture of somebody's tattoo yeah, and it's like I you get. see like all the gross shit on their skin and like 
I'm sorry. I know that this is probably maybe this is a unique thing, but when they have like a guy and you like see hair growing over the tattoo, I'm like, this is. I don't want to. <laughs> that's not unique, but that's not that weird. No, no, no. I mean, me thinking it's so gross. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, yeah, a little bit, but I don't judge you. But um, I like tattoos. I hate tattoo culture. Right. Okay. Anyway. Uh. Okay. Well, you don't know that, but anyway, she's like. Probably the only really super, super, super famous tattoo person out there. She had a reality show. She has a makeup line now. And now she is married to, that I'm aware of, the only cholo goth, self-proclaimed cholo goth. He's this Mexican goth singer who used to be in a gang or still is. I don't know. Thanks for for picking a North American couple that we've never heard of. (laughs) Uh, don't act like you're so in the know that because you don't know Gavon Diaz, no one else does. Nope. She's pretty well done. I still don't know who Cardi B is. Yeah, see, so you're not indicative. I know who Cardi B is. She is annoying. <laughs> anyway. So yeah, I like her and her cholo goth husband named Leaf Sayer, which probably, that can't be a real name. But, um... He He's the guy who so comes in and goes, Leaf. <laughs> yeah. Get it? I'm Leaf Sayer. I just said I like, Leaf. Oh, I like it. I thought you just meant he was being mysterious. I like that. Good job. Uh, that sounds like the car guy and Sandra Bullock. Reality show, bad person. No, no. Because he was a douche. Yeah. Kath seems pretty cool. He's just car guy. Or guy that's in memes. He's the one who cheated on her with someone who had a swastika on her forehead. <laughs> Did you know that? I don't know any details, Marissa, yeah. because celebrity he... culture eludes me. Oh, I love celebrity culture, but I hate it at the same time. So. Speaking of things to hate, I'm going to tell you, Marissa, by your request about the dark web today. Are you going to tell me how to get on it also? I pitched to, you know what, if you want to know how to get on the dark web, just Google how to get on the dark web, Marissa. Then they'll know that I want to get on it. And then you can watch a YouTube video about how to do it. I'll give you enough information that if you wanted to try to, you could. Okay. But, yeah. Is Um, it hard? No, of course not. If it was hard, then nobody would be on there because we're lazy. Um, The thing... Yeah. I guess as a personal story to get into this, she's Googling it now. Yep, go ahead. <laughs> a personal story to get into this, I say to my coworker, hey, James, uh, Marissa wants me to cover the dark web, and he gives me a look. Now, you have to understand, James has seen a lot of dark and nasty stuff on the internet, and he goes, why? And I was like, I don't know, she asked me to do it, so I'm going to do it. And he goes, you know, like, that's like, really bad (laughs) no judging and you only know because you're on it okay (laughs) don't act like that's which is not true which is not true okay okay first and foremost marissa i have to explain (gasps) what the founder of silk road was sentenced to life yo 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 you're stepping on my story here (laughs) i stop i stop i'm sorry go ahead but you can actually keep that up because i don't have the sentencing details Okay. All right, so, Marissa, the Internet operates on three levels, and every single infographic uses an iceberg to illustrate this. Okay. The top is a surface level. Of course, just like an iceberg, it's the smallest part you can see, but I don't think that that's necessarily indicative of the Internet. Um, I don't think the graphic is true to the uh, 
reality of... Uh, anyway, next is the deep web, which is a bigger chunk in the middle based on this... Oh, I thought that was the same thing. Based on this iceberg uh, graphic. And then the bottom part is the dark web. So, it's okay, Marissa. It's fine that you think they're the same thing. I'll tell you the difference. The surface web is what we all use. Um, and honestly, you can get away with sharing a lot of gross, nasty, disturbing-ass stuff on the regular internet, the surface I know, how much further can you go? Can't you already see, like, beheadings and people's, like, dicks being, like, shredded and stuff? so in the office, James started going, here's a Reddit forum that covers all sorts of people being murdered. And I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, that's the other thing, for the record, I did not go on the dark web to do this, okay? Uh, Because I don't want to be. And I'll explain why in the end. Next is the deep web. The deep web operates on the same level as the surface web. The difference is, it would be like, um, hey, hey, how about we use this? Y'all heard me, right? That's the website we have for the uh, podcast. If we set it up so that it wasn't findable by search engines, then we would be on the deep web. Oh, okay. Because you need to know the address in order to find it. And you're going to get the address maybe in a forum or by like talking to a friend or something like that. Uh, what can you get away with on the deep web? A lot of stuff. Um, same stuff you can get away with on probably the surface and some of the dark web. Uh, you can, you know, like have piracy rings. You can do tons of porn, you know, that sort of stuff. Ugh, boring. Give me something better. At the bottom of this glacier graphic is the dark web, which is basically the deepest of the deep, and it is not available to you and me without downloading additional software to our computer. Really? Yes. Ugh, so much work. But I want it. It's not a lot of work. In fact, um, I have actually downloaded the browser for it. I think it's on my old computer. But I downloaded the browser for it to look on the surface web because (laughs) James, who, by the way, is an IT guy, led me down the wrong path and just let me think that this was a privacy, like an enhanced privacy browser, not that it was used (laughs) to get to the dark web. So I was just doing, like, Facebook (laughs) on on this browser so if you well, want what's to wrong with that nothing oh okay except like if somebody who knew what this was came into my home and saw that i had tor browser oh, man, installed on, on the dark web on your computers <laughs> so there's this platform that's called tor i don't even know if platform is the right word maybe it's like a network security protocol something like that uh but basically it lets you create an anonymous in which you can com- wait Let's you create a network in which you can communicate anonymously, okay? Uh, So if you go out and you Google Tor browser, you'd be able to download the Tor browser. Now, part two would be knowing where to go once you have Tor browser, okay? So you get this, this basically, if you went to one of these sites, say you knew where to go, but you typed it into Chrome, it wouldn't work. You need to have Tor browser and know where to go, and then you can find yourself on the dark web. You right? can't, you can't like, search, there's no search engine on Tor? Maybe. But I'll get to that in a bit. Now, we know that questionable things exist, and this is sort of a way that I'm going to try to illustrate. I don't know if it's a popular opinion, but one of the, I guess what felt like the most balanced opinion of the dark web. Okay. So, questionable things exist. If they are used responsibly then they don't cause any trouble, but when they're used irresponsibly, they tend to cause some trouble. So the example that I thought of was like uh, prescription painkillers, right? If you take them when you have pain, you're fine. It helps relieve your pain. Everything's cool. 
But yeah. if you take them irresponsibly and you get hot, so that you can get high, uh, you become addicted, all those kinds of things. Now, painkillers are a bad thing in your life and not a good thing that's relieving pain. You guys get that. So, if you are, say, a whistleblower for a company, uh, you work at, I don't know, we'll just throw it old school. You work at Marlboro and you know that everybody at the company knows that cigarettes kill people and you have documented proof and everything like that and you want to go to the press, but you can't just use like the office Wi-Fi in order to email time.com or something like that because yeah. your, your IT people would pick it up right away. Yeah. Or at least be able to track it down later when they want to know who turned people in. You can actually download Tor Browser uh, and you can go out and find a site where you can seriously just blow the whistle on something. It's like Ooh. a repository where you can just dump stuff. But journalists also use it to communicate with confidential sources and things like that. It Ooh. creates a level of security and anonymity. That's going to be tough this episode, guys. Uh, so that you can do these kinds of things, right? If you're a spy or a government agent or something like that and you want to communicate something to somebody far away, you can't just use regular internet to do that. You know this, guys, because like yeah. Sony gets hacked, everybody gets, Hillary gets hacked, everybody gets hacked. And so uh, you can't just email somebody using your Gmail account, you know, confidential files or something like that. you got to use something more secure. And this is actually a whole entire environment in which you have security and privacy and freedom of data and all that sort of stuff. But just like everything else that starts good in the world, I was going to use guns as an example, but I was like, no, 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 that could polarize our audience. Yeah, yeah. Just like painkillers, if you hit it too hard, then, you know, or let's say you just put them out in the open, people are going to get up to no good. And so that's kind of what happens uh, with Tor, and that's how the dark web becomes really really dark okay i'm okay. not going to explain to you how tor works because one i don't understand and two i was bored to shit reading about it so instead what we're going to do is i'm just going to tell you what i kind of already told you already if you know where to go and you have the browser then you can get involved in some dark web stuff so the most popular instance of unsavory stuff on the dark web is the Silk Road, which began in 2011 as a marketplace to sell a plethora of drugs from pot to opioids and beyond. Watch this documentary, which I'll talk about in a bit, um, and the gist of it was these were responsible drug users who knew how to, how to get high, say, on, I don't know, a Vicodin and not get addicted. Or maybe they were addicted and, okay. and they didn't care, you know, something like that. Also, people who just wanted to get high once in a while, that sort of thing, uh, they would be able to buy uh, through the Silk Road. So the principles okay. of the site uh, were founded on these particular terms, and the terms of service stated one thing, and that was that the site was designed to decentralize the power of the Internet and make drugs available, make drugs and other services available as kind of like a political statement. And okay. that nothing that would get posted to the site would defraud people or harm people, right? That was what the terms of service said, but what was actually happening is the complete opposite, okay? Okay. Um, so the site grew, 
and uh, got pretty bad. What aided in this endeavor was our old friend Bitcoin, which is decentralized currency. Now, I mentioned the word decentralized two times, and basically what you're saying is all the banks control the money. We're going to create another currency that's not governed by the banks, you know, and it's also governed by a community of people. So you're taking power and you're distributing it over a bunch of people. And when you do something like that, you can't really be surprised that some of those people don't agree with you yeah. and, and the principles in which you started things. So uh, Bitcoin also with the decentralization, it's not completely anonymous, but it does add a, a harder level of anonymity to things. And so you could use Bitcoin to pay for child pornography. You could pay for assassinations. You could pay for weapons. You could also pay for fraudulent documents like stolen credit card information. Um, there were over a million transactions on the site before the government successfully shut it down in 2013. That was two years it was alive. And there was $1.2 billion in revenue that took place over those two years. How were they able to shut it down? There's an Epics documentary called Deep Web, which is on Amazon Prime, where they actually do go into details about how they wanted to do... So each time you sold something on the Silk Road, just like if you're using eBay, PayPal, something like that, the company, the Silk Road, would keep a cut. And the gist was some drug dealer was like, this is small potatoes, I need to move a lot of product, and so I need something bigger uh, than the Silk Road. Can I talk to somebody? And some shithead uh, <laughs> was like, yeah, you can talk to me. <laughs> and so they go to the guy's house. He's a family man. He's got kids, he's got a wife, he's got a beautiful, you know, normal-looking home. And uh, basically they squeeze this guy for a few years so that they can find their way to the guy that you discovered, Ross William Ulbricht. Now, what I oh. want to point out as a side note before I get into this is that this documentary, again, called Deep Web, uh, created by the cable channel Epics and available on Amazon Prime for free, is written, produced, and directed by the guy who played Bill in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Okay. <laughs> Which, by the way, gave me the opportunity to go, hey, I wonder what else that guy's up to. And <laughs> yes, they are making a Bill and Ted 3. <laughs> oh, wow. They just announced it uh, you know, within the past couple of weeks. And so uh, Keanu Reeves, who narrates this particular documentary, mind you, and Alex Winter, the guy who wrote, directed, and produced it, will be reprising their roles as Bill and Ted. Uh, except I guess Bill and Ted are going to be, what, 40-something? <laughs> Keanu still looks good. Sure. This film talks more about the Silk Road specifically, uh, and the man who is allegedly behind it, wink, wink, nod, nod, um, Ross William Ulbricht, a cyberpunk on par with Julian Assange, right? Yeah, I bet. Cyber, because of the tech, punk because of the politics. They want to okay. topple the system, you know all that sort of stuff. The onus of this entire thing is an emphasis on privacy uh, for all and freedom of data and use of technology, okay? The Silk Road provided a safe alternative to the violence and danger that we associate with drug acquisition. Mercy, you know where I live. If I wanted to, somewhere within four blocks, I'd be able to find a person who probably has drugs and would be willing to sell them to me. Yeah, yeah. The, the thing is, though, if I walk outside wearing my You Made It Weird Pete Holmes t-shirt, and my stupid face, <laughs> and I just go, dope -de -dope -de -do. and I find somebody who I think might be a drug dealer, and I go up to that person, I go, hey, do you have some drugs I could buy? They might beat the shit out of me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Similarly, if I go up to that person and I go, hey, do you have some drugs I could buy? They might think I'm a police officer. Uh, any number of things could go wrong. They might just beat me up and take my money because I can pay for the drugs. It's dangerous to go out and get drugs. And so if you went out and tried to do that on your own in public, it would be a bad thing. Uh, yeah. There's another podcast out there called Reply All, and they do an episode about the same thing with sex workers and a website called Page Six, which was shut down. And then a bunch of sex workers in a particular area started to go missing and die because they lost sort of the security of being able to background check people using the website that, that was in place. Anyway, that's an aside. You can see how this doesn't really work out well for the government. If, if there's a website where people can illegally buy drugs and assassinations and all that stuff, the government's like, no, this isn't cool, okay? We have to do something about it. Yeah. The thing that's really tough about this, which is often the case, is that the government thinks that they're doing good by keeping us, the citizens, safe from drugs, right? But then the Silk Road people think that they're doing something good by giving you the freedom to do what you want so that you don't have to listen to a government that tells you drugs are bad for you because these people don't think that drugs are bad for you if they're used responsibly. Whatever, okay? Okay. So, Silk Road is like the eBay of the surface web. Uh, and if you could imagine they shut down eBay for being dangerous and facilitating crimes, what do you think would happen next, Marissa? There would just be another one. Right. Yeah. You could go to, like, Amazon Marketplace. There's a bunch of different yeah. places you could go. Other sites popped up, and uh, they also got shut down. It actually gets to a point where you go, okay, so the Silk Road was really popular. And the question becomes, do I want to be the Silk Road of the deep web? Or do I want to be... Like, just Pete's Marketplace on the dark web that, like, a handful of people know about and use, but isn't yeah. used by, like, is not generating $1.2 billion in revenue in two years, right? I would, I gotta be honest, I would not be fine with the ethics, but if I was running a deep web website and I was making $50,000 a year, I'd be like, this is great. I mean, yeah, of course. <laughs> so, these sites still exist. I think it's just they're not as centralized as they once were with uh, the yeah. Silk Road. Anyway, Marissa, the dark web is not just recipes for human meat, hiring hitmen, and getting recruited by ISIS, uh, though certainly all of those things are found on the dark web. So what I wanted to do for the podcast to try to make it more relatable, since I don't think we have a ton of you scumbags. You should have went on it! Since I don't think we have a ton of scumbags who are like, ooh, how do I get on the dark web? Um, excuse me, am I a scumbag? <laughs> Excuse me? As I started to think, what do people like about the surface web, and what is the dark web equivalent of that? Okay? Marissa, what's one of the things you like on the surface web? I like... Just answer the Recipes, thing. and so the dark web equivalent is how to cook women. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. Marissa, do you like social media? No, it's a very complicated... Well, yeah, none, none of us like it, but, <laughs> but you yeah. participate in it. Okay? Uh, mostly I like dress-up dolls. Yeah, I know. They probably do exist on the dark web. They're just dismembered. Okay. <laughs> so, when... Or they're real women. <laughs> oh, gross. When we think of, say, social media, yes, there is a dark web social media... <gasps> there, I should say there was. A dark web social media site called Blackbook instead of Facebook. Why but, are you not as intrigued as me? <laughs> the design and everything matched. I'll, I'll explain to you oh why, Marissa, at the end. The design and the interface and everything like that it was basically like they ripped off Facebook and made it on the dark web. But the yeah. thing about it is like, okay, 
you're going on the dark web to find a recipe for human meat or hire an assassin to kill your wife or something like that. Why do you want to socialize? Because you want <laughs> friends that you know have shared interests. Marissa, why wouldn't you use regular Facebook for that? Why do you need dark because web friends? Because you don't. Facebook isn't full of people that admit that they want to eat people. <laughs> Guys, I just wanted to say that I do not condone any of this, but I understand why it exists, and I like to imagine that there are still parts of the world that I don't understand and I have no access to, and if it has to come in a nefarious way, <laughs> it has to. I just want to believe that there is magic and mystery in this world, and right now all I have is a quest. Let's go with mystery. Yeah. <laughs> not, not magic. Bad. Yeah. Uh, so the problem with Black Book, though, is that it is a social media site where people want to be anonymous. You're using an entire web protocol that ensures anonymity, and then you sign up on a on a social networking site. So yeah, but before it was racist, 4chan was super fun, and I spent all day talking to people that I didn't know, but it was people right. I talked to that shared interests. So the gist of this is like early AOL, where people are making up fake names, yeah, making up that's fake, super fun. fake uh, uh, ages and locations and everything like that. Yeah. So it was pretty much the anti-Facebook because it, it had nudity, it had, it had racism, it had self-harm photos. Pretty much everything that's terrible ended up on BlackBook. They got oh, shut well, down. Yeah. But early AOL was super fun. BlackBook got shut down. They made a site called Galaxy. Galaxy got shut down. They made one called Galaxy 2. But why is it being shut down? Do we get Galaxy illegal? 2 ended up a little bit more like um, Twitter. But then Galaxy 2 got shut down. Then they replaced that with the Book of Tor. But why? Uh, Do you have reasons? The reasons that things get shut down, Marissa, uh, I know I only said it once, but like child porn. <laughs> Yeah, I don't want to do, like, a whole just, chapter on... That's just being stupid. Like, why would you think that's a place you should do that? Don't ruin it for everyone. You can't put that... Like, what? Like, duh. But that doesn't mean it's not a cool concept. I guess so, but I'm sure People there's a surface... Facebook with child porn, but you shouldn't shut down Facebook because there's a child pornographer. You should get the child pornographer. Not well, shut down the website. But, okay, I respect where you're coming from. Yeah. Um, the thing is, if somebody does something like that on Facebook, Facebook can go after it because oh, okay. Facebook, Facebook is valid, a whole company. Uh, but okay. this is again like community-run stuff, and I've that seems to be existed. that seems to be. I'm happy for you. That seems to be what happened with the Silk Road, right? Like they were shutting down people that were, say, selling fraudulent information and and fake documents and things like that. But then they sort of lost control because it became so popular. So I see okay. your side, but that's kind of the the problem of this decentralization stuff. I just talked about Black Book. Well, the address for Black Book was blkbook3fxhcsn3u.onion. That was the web address to get to Black Book. So that's the idea. You, you make this sort of URL and this web address that is not blackbook.com, you know, that everybody would be able to walk up into. Uh, you make it hard to find. And then again, it spreads from person to person to person, and that's how it sort of gains popularity. It's not like it's not like a Twitter thing where you just retweet somebody else's good idea and then all your followers see it, right? Like it's something that spreads a little bit slower and a little bit, I think the idea would be a little bit more deliberately. And so some of them have really goofy uh, website URLs like that, but predominantly they all end in .onion, which uh, is apparently something related to 
the sneaking around stuff. Yeah, peel away the layers before you find. Yeah, them. yeah, that's pr- I'm, it's pretty much it. Yeah, they're not creative. Yeah. Uh, now, hey, my, calm down. My understanding you is a that dark web person. My understand, and I think I am. I think you're right. My understanding is that the dark web search engines actually do work, but they must work on some sort of opt-in protocol. Because, again, the whole freaking reason you're on the dark web is so that you don't get discovered. Why would you want to have a search engine crawl your website for data? But there actually are search engines uh, that do exist. I don't know how they work, but they do. Uh, Most of these publicly online markets that I mentioned, like the Silk Road, are shut down. But Wikipedia lists several other services. And Marissa, now we're going to play small game. In okay. which I give you the name of a service and you tell me what kind of service it is. I'm going to make this multiple choice to make it easier on you. Okay. Okay, so we're going to start with CryptoCat. Is that news archives, file storage, email, or instant messaging? CryptoCat. File storage. Wrong. What were my other choices? Uh, instant email, messaging. instant messaging, or news archives? Instant messaging. Yes, you are correct. I was going to throw you a hint. Oh. Rise Up. Is that instant messaging? It's not, because you already guessed that. Uh, email, file storage, or news archives? News archives. Email, actually. Oh, okay. Free Haven. Is that... I'll just stop giving you the other options. <laughs> Is that file storage or news archives? News archives. Actually, file storage. Whatever. The news archives is one that's called deep.web. You should have I mean, just let me guess without telling me multiple choice. So it would have been way worse. I didn't know if you would be like, I don't know what counts as an internet service. <laughs> I would have said nonsense. <laughs> I have such nonsense. Um, all this to say that uh, there's a, two other things I want to kind of touch on real quick. One is that some accounts of experiences on the dark web say that it's actually, like, it's got all this dark stuff, but it's also full of really just stupid shit. Yeah, I heard you could buy, like, carrots and pretzels on the dark web. Well, of course. You can buy whatever you want exactly. at the market. So it's just that when one, somebody creates a child to... in, then it becomes an ethical issue, and you got to shut that shit down. Yes, I agree. But... But, no, they actually say that it's full of stupid stuff, like early early personal web design like a skull gif spinning in a circle yep on a website. i want it on the dark web or like just a bad background on on yep. a website or the, the writer says uh login pages that appear to go to nowhere cool. although my my suspicion is that they go somewhere you just yep. don't know how to get past them yeah and you probably don't want to know how to get past them. oh everything sounds wonderful Except, Except for the... Thank you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> One last thing. And this may change your mind a bit, Marissa. Although probably not. Because um, this is kind of one of those things where, like, if you don't know, you're better. Like, one of those ignorance is bliss type things. Yeah. So the last thing I want to talk about is that there is uh, mysterious folklore about the dark web related to surveillance. There are repeated unsettling reports of innocuous footage of people in their homes as if their webcam was hacked and someone was just watching a person live their lives not even knowing that their webcam was turned on. I don't like that less. You seem to not understand me. Evidently, a Russian site appeared in 2014 that had streams from security cameras and personal cameras from around the world. Everything from babies in hospitals 
to Ooh. people again living their lives in their private homes. Some people well, like also, somehow accessing the dark web. Some websites do this or something hacky while you're on the dark web. I'll get it. Right. Most of the time, it's that you didn't set a good password for your uh, your Wi-Fi web stream. Oh. Like if I wanted a security camera trained on my car, I could just mount one by my car and it could Wi-Fi shoot it up to my apartment. <laughs> but if I have like just the default password that came from the box, that's you know very easy to hack. Um, Though there are also some people who have reported instances of, and this is what I want you to imagine, Marissa, instances of finding pictures of themselves on the dark web. Again, doing like innocuous stuff like eating at a restaurant. You don't know me. <laughs> I feel like, I don't think you know you, because I think you would immediately crap your pants and start crying. No, no, if, no. If you found Let's a picture of yourself eating at that delicious crepe place that we went to. Let's backtrack. That would horrify me. Right. I would probably never go on the dark web again. But the fact that that could be a thing that you're telling me right now does not make me not want the dark web to exist. Part of this magical mystery world Anything that, you that makes life seem scarier and more mysterious. In a way that I value, because there's not enough things that surprise me anymore. Yeah. Again, don't like the illegal things, but the other things seem very interesting. The short and sweet of it, which isn't going to be very short and sweet, is that we have this great anonymous resource out there, but not everyone needs that kind of anonymity. <laughs> I took... Says me, you're damn right, says me. I took, a, I took an intro to mass communications class when I was an undergrad. And the teacher uh, of the class was a news anchor, a local news anchor, and he thought he was like George Clooney style famous. Uh -huh. And one day he said, if you're a public figure, don't do anything in public that you wouldn't want your mother to read about in the newspaper tomorrow. And I think one of the troubles is that the internet has sort of given us the opportunity to blur the line between public and private. Because if you're out there putting your life online to the public, you're sort of, you know, you're still a private citizen, sure, but you're also less of a private citizen because you're sharing so much. And so I feel like it's a pretty decent line to live by, right? Like, don't do anything that your mom, you wouldn't want your mom to read about in the newspaper. Yeah. So, like, I could go out tonight and get real drunk and puke on the street and make out with a stranger. And if that ended up in the newspaper tomorrow, I could talk to my mom about that. But I could not talk to my mom about most, like, about hiring an assassin uh, for somebody that I don't like at work or something like that. Like, I couldn't be okay with that. And so I think the, the challenge that I have is that people should be living better lives than to need the kind of anonymity that the dark web provides. And I know that is me being very pious, but whatever. And I think that the dark web should exist. I agree with you, Marissa, but I think it should exist for whistleblowers and government projects and journalists, not for people like you and me who have no reason to be there. And I, I just want to tack on real quick, off the cuff, because all the stuff that you love about the dark web, Marissa, you can also get on the surface web. But the thing is, you don't want to go to fakesocialmedia.com where you know that every single person on there is has a fake name and a fake age and everything like that. You uh -huh. want the illusion that it's going to be kind of real, and that's why you might jump down deep into the dark web and everything like that. Don't try to psychoanalyze me. I'm not trying to psychoanalyze you. you. I'm just using you me. as an example. 
You don't know why I like the dark web. Maybe you've made it abundantly clear why you like the dark web. (laughs) Is the dark web illegal? No, it's it's what you do on the dark web that becomes illegal. If you, Marissa, wanted to become a dark web aficionado and you downloaded Tor browser and you found some places to go, which you could probably find very easily. Like I bet if you Googled uh, deep web website addresses, then you'd probably be able to find some. Uh, and then again, go into Tor browser, punch in those URLs, and you'd be able to. Oh, when I was when you were web. talking to me, I found a dark web map that screenshot homepages of like as many dark web pa- web pages as the person could. It's like a whole huge map with hundreds of screenshots of homepages and stuff. Yeah. I think it actually doesn't tell you the whole URL, but you can at least like know what the dark web offers. But I was afraid to open it. I'm very, I'm very afraid of the dark web. I'm both and since, uh, since Comcast is your oh. internet provider, I wouldn't trust that shit at all. I get it. I get the appeal. But I also, yeah, I don't I don't think it's necessary. I can't think right now. But I feel like I could think of something that myself or people in my life has done that they did need anonymity that wasn't downright nefarious. Right. That was more just like more just like maybe innocently punk rock but kind of would prefer the anonymity or just like I said that oversimplifying it but or just maybe even journalistically too like i don't know i feel like i could think of reasons why normal people could use want to use the dark web right right right. but i think if you have one of those situations then you start to fall into the categories that i mentioned journalist whistleblower something like that and so you're taking yourself from regular person and making yourself a whistleblower or you want to raise an ethical issue or something like that but i gotta say if you're like arms dealer and this is where you can sell your goods. Oh, yeah. No, I don't like that. Ew. Yeah, then it, then I think, you know, and I mean, you threw 4chan out as an example. Like, 4chan started as this fun thing for you, but then it turned into something else. And it's almost like whenever you get these sort of niche community websites, it always ends up turning into the dregs of humanity that end up taking yeah. them over. You could almost say the same thing about Facebook if you're not a Republican. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. So yeah, Marissa, um, I apologize for the disagreements that we've had in this, but I hope it was satisfying for you. (laughs) I just know that you think you know me better than you do. (laughs) Yeah, no, I have to be honest, I am disappointed in myself and you uh, that I don't know you as well as I thought either. (laughs) But no, half of the things that you mentioned uh, do not surprise me that you would be into that. Again, the whole concept of character building. If you remind me enough of how many horrible things are on it, I'll start questioning. But at a surface level, I'm just like, yeah. I think there's a... But then I'm like, oops, I forgot child porn exists. Oops, I forgot. I do know the violent thing, which is disgusting. Uh, Like the killing and all that stuff. But yeah, I just forgot about child porn. And I forgot about all the evil people. There was, um, in this deep web documentary, there was a guy who was one of the original... Uh, sellers on the Silk Road and he said a person reached out to him once and after talking to him for a little bit he basically deduced that this person was like under 15 and was trying to get heroin um, or cocaine something like something bad Uh, and uh, and the guy was like I'm not going to sell to you and he's not going to sell to him because he recognized, like, he is willing to sell it to people who know what they're doing and will use it responsibly. That's but he's like, good. I could tell that this person 
isn't that person, and so I'm not going to sell to them. But the next person probably will. And so, and then the government people that were interviewed for this particular documentary were like, yeah, okay, you can say they're selling drugs and drugs are bad, but you're also not seeing the, you know, father of three who died from a meth overdose or something like that. You're not getting face to face with the, the damage that drugs can do. And so, you know, there's, there's both sides. You can definitely see how everybody's right about it. And isn't that, isn't that the problem? Everybody. I right. get it all. And I don't, it's not, again, it's not that I, I know, I'm not disagreeing with you. It, but it's just, just the concept of free, unregulated, anonymous exchange and its possibilities is what I like. Yeah. That is what I, mean, I like. I, I encourage you to go and use just a small corner of uh, the dark web then. I think I'd be willing to go to the dark web if I had someone else there. They sat in front of me so that they told me when it was okay to look to make sure I didn't by mistake go somewhere mm-hmm. I wasn't supposed to go. And yeah. then I looked at like three things. Then I was like, okay, I'm good. And then I could say forever that I went on the dark web. That's it. That's all I want. Yeah. I thought of doing it. I, I, I've, I've been not having a lot of time, too, lately. Uh, and so notice I didn't say busy. <laughs> but... Um, and I was like, I probably should go on before the show so that I can say that I did it. But I was like, opposite of you, none of this really appeals to me. I don't have See? Bitcoin. I'm not going to buy anything off somebody. I don't care to go out and, you know, do any of the social media stuff. I looked at an article that was like 10 weird things that happened to me when I was on the dark web. And like one was like, I don't know, there's a bunch of random crap and it was like I went on this scavenger hunt that had me going to New York at 3am for a phone call or something I guess they had some sort of like weird you know like one of those like geocaching of the dark web but also and it was like I bought something labeled as a mind blowing experience and somebody sent me a dustbuster three days later see that's very fascinating to me (laughs) this nonsense I like the nonsense of the dark web Marissa I just want to tell you, I think that you can get lots of nonsense on the surface web. You just have to kind of, just like the dark web, you got to know where to go. I just need to learn how to use Reddit, but somehow going on the dark web sees less tiresome than learning how to use Reddit. Yeah. And I, I, in my brain anyway, I equate the two. (laughs) Yeah, right? Right? Because didn't Um, you just say that James said you could see people killing people on the Reddit? Yeah. Yeah. And all you have to do is tap a thing that says, yes, I'm 18. That's legal Um, to see people killing people? I, I can't discuss can't the legality legal. of that. I don't really know. That yeah. can't be legal. Plugs. So, Marissa. I have nothing. Concluding our second episode, do you have anything to plug? My life is dead, and I'm dead. Well, Marissa, I don't really have anything to plug either so that we can be kind of equal on this particular one. So, do we have any fun way to end the show? No. I'll fart, and then you'll do a face that nobody can hear, and then we'll go, ha! (laughs) That'll be next week's episode. Okay, maybe we'll just stop now. Uh, Thanks for listening, everybody. (laughs) I had an idea! I thought we were workshopping! (laughs) Make sure you give us a call with your farts at 570-HOD-WOD-1. Like the scat man kind of scat. She said scat, not not shat. Not the bodily scat. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Y'all heard.
See, I thought that was a very good way to end it. Bye. Yeah.